Endorphins. Yeah, endorphins. Yeah. Uh, I always think about dolphins for some reason. I think it sounds similar. And endorphins, endorphins are, are happy. happy. Oh. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Blake, Courtney it's Baker. Monday, and we love Mondays, but I think we should probably tell people we have the great honor of doing this podcast, but we are not always perfect. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I kind of want to let people know today was not the best morning for me. Go on. Yes, I was actually <laughs> late for our podcast recording. Things did not go the way that I planned. And I think a lot of times people listening may be like, that happens and we just kind of are like, forget all the things that I was trying to do. And I think it's a good reminder. You and I also don't always get it right. It's true. It's true. Reluctantly, I acquiesce. Yes, you admit you're not perfect either. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, we just have to get up and do it again the next day. Keep trying. Like, this is a work in progress, even for us. And I think that's a good reminder on this Monday morning when I have blundered my way through this morning. <laughs> but it's here. Here we are. It's Monday. I'm excited to be here. And when you have a morning like the one that you had, Courtney, I think sometimes we can get down in the dumps and we feel. Have you ever had this thought, you know what, I just need more discipline. I can't seem to get right. I can't change my behavior. Yeah, it's it's like you feel like you just can't, whatever you do, you can't get your life in order. And you may feel like you're crushing it at work, uh, but you can't make any personal change. Yeah, or maybe it's vice versa. You know, you, you feel like, oh, well, I, I can do my personal. I never seem to get over the hump with my work stuff. I'm over always overwhelmed. You know, if I was as disciplined as Michael Hyatt, then maybe I could do this stuff. But, you know, maybe you've got a full focus planner even. And you're like, well, I never really can get around doing this. I can't do a weekly preview because behavioral change. It's just so hard for me. I don't have enough willpower or discipline. Right. It always feels like we really want these things, but we can't figure out if we really want them. Why can't we actually do what we want to do? And today we're going to be talking about how to conquer that. And we're going to be talking specifically about habit goals. Habit goals. We've talked about goals before, but habit goals are a little different. And the big shift is that we want you to stop thinking about the end and focus more on the process. That's what a habit goal is all about. So like you mentioned this earlier about willpower, but habit goals are not about willpower. And a lot of times we perceive that just got to be disciplined. I've got to have willpower, but they're really about having the right goal structure. Yep. Habit goals are a shift in thinking where you're not focused on the end, on the achievement, but on the process. So we're going to show you the difference between habit goals and achievement goals. And it's a pretty powerful process. It actually will, if you've struggled with that willpower, that behavioral change, these elements that we'll teach you today are going to help you get over the hump, get out of the shame game, and start making progress. Absolutely. But before we get to that, hey, Verbs, how are you doing? Doing fantastic, Courtney. Happy Monday to you and Mr. Blake there. Verbs, I'm so happy to see you every Monday. <laughs> Bringing it. And I'm right glad to be here. <laughs> hey, wanted to make sure that everyone listening knew about the Full Focus community on Facebook. 
All you would need to do to be a part of that is search Full Focus Community on Facebook and you'll be right there in the middle of all the good happenings and all the planner talk. Also, want to thank everybody just for listening to Focus on This. A lot of people listen on a weekly basis, and they are also rating and reviewing the shows on iTunes. And I just want to say thank you so much for that. It definitely helps keep our podcast visible. Keep sharing the podcast, if you don't mind, in the social media universe using the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. All right, Blake. So let's jump in. And I think right out of the gate, I think we need to explain that habit goals and achievement goals both use the SMARTER framework. And if you listen to our, I think it was episode eight, where we really dug into how the SMARTER framework works. That's right. The SMARTER framework. If you missed that episode, turn this off, stop the car, pull over, go back and down. No, I'm just kidding. Here's the SMARTER framework. Quick point of reference for you. Your goals need to be specific measurable, actionable, risky, time-keyed, exciting, and relevant. That's the acronym SMARTER. So again, episode eight, we we cover that in detail, but today we're going to zone in on three slight differences between habit and achievement goals. So again, we are going to teach you today how to make three shifts to the SMARTER goal framework to really be able to crush your habit goals. So the first element we're going to talk about is specific. That's right. So specific with an achievement goal, we we tend to think of an outcome, right? What's the thing we're going to get, we're going to do? What's that finish line? What is What is the specific outcome that we're wanting? But with a habit goal, it's different. It's all about activity, I personally love this because habit goals then become more process oriented. It's not about getting something done, but really changing the culture of, yeah. or changing your lifestyle, changing your mode of operation. I'll, I'll just give you a personal example, Blake. For me, I this year had a habit goal to work out six days a week at 6 a.m. for 72 weeks. It was definitely risky for me. Did you say 72 weeks? Oh, wow. Yeah, 72 weeks. I'm still working on this. I'm going to, this is a goal for the ages, wow. you know, 72 days. Sorry 72 about that. 72 days. Hey, I'm impressed either way. Yeah. But honestly, I could have written this another way. I could have made it an achievement goal. It could have been something like run a half marathon, which I have worked towards that goal before. And quite frankly, it's not a good goal for me. Uh, I was a previous. Uh, college athlete, and I have some old injuries. So every time I get to like six miles, my body just like breaks down. And I like to do those kind of achievement goals. But honestly, the better thing and where I end up gaining more in the long run is to install a new habit. Yeah, I'll give another example from my own life. This past year, I realized that I need to look at my marital life domain. We've talked about life domains. It's not goals just aren't about work. And for marriage, it's not so much, you know, there's not really this end goal or this clear outcome. And so at first I had just decided, hey, I don't even need to have a goal. I, did, I didn't even think about goals in that context. But especially for those areas of life, I found that habit goals are great because they just change your lifestyle. So for me and, and my wife, we wanted to make a lifestyle change to go on more dates. So we set a habit goal to plan a weekly date night. Yeah, that's so great. I think there's a a really key difference usually with an achievement goal, like you've done it and then you can stop doing whatever you've been doing. 
where if you're really trying to change a lifestyle and you're trying to like keep that installed in, in who you are, you know, like it's a really great tool to think about. Uh, a pro tip with this is actually to think of an activity that supports an achievement goal. So maybe if it's easy for you to come up with achievement goals, think of, is there an activity that I actually need to install that would take me further than if I just did this as an achievement goal? That's right. So for example, if you really wanted to have a goal in the financial domain of life, the achievement goal version would be reduced debt by $5,000, a great goal, but maybe a better goal would be to do a habit goal of conduct a monthly budget meeting over your life. You know, that may take you a lot further than just that one achievement goal. Exactly. I think habit goals are yo-yo proof. You know, we've all, Ooh, I like that. We've all gone on a, it's a 90 day diet or it's a 40, you know, a 30 day, you know, I won't roll any programs under the bus here, but like, while those are helpful, sometimes to get you jump started, sometimes we yo-yo back into an old way of living because we have really had our mind on a specific singular one-time outcome. But some domains of life lend themselves more to just a lifestyle change and habit goals really support that much more than an yeah. achievement goal would. So good. So the second element of the smarter framework that needs to shift just a little bit with habit goals is measurable. And we're going to talk about quantity to frequency. Yeah, I think a trap with a habit is some people will phrase their habit goal something like, I want to work out more. You know, I'm not, hey, I'm not trying to win any awards. Like you said, I, I don't even want to run a marathon, but let's work out more. And right. that's, so I want to have that habit this year. Sometimes we phrase our habits as, you know, New Year's resolutions type of thing, but we still need to make them measurable, even though they're not, it's not a specific quantity that we're after. Right. It's really easy with achievement goals to set a, a number to make it measurable. So for example, with an achievement goal, you know, it's like a specific dollar amount, like $10,000 or a percentage, like 10% for a Habit goal, we're measuring frequency. Exactly. How often you will do the habit. Is it every day? Is it twice a week? I think sometimes people just think, oh, it's a habit goal. That means I have to do this every day. You don't necessarily need to do it every day, but you do need to write that down. What is the frequency that you're going to be committing to specifically? Courtney, do you, can you give some examples? Yeah, I mean, do? one example might be conduct a morning startup routine. You know, how often are you going to do it every day, every weekday, four out of five days? And a key with this is to kind of set a compliance standard into your habit goal. Will it be a total failure if you miss one day a week? You know, that's a question to ask yourself when you're setting up a habit goal. Or would you be satisfied with five out of seven days? or three weeks out of four. The, this isn't like cheat days necessarily, but we recognize like, hey, this morning, I already mentioned it, I had a rough morning this morning and I didn't do my habit goal this morning. But because I've already set my compliance standard, I'm still working to install that habit, even though I had a rough morning. So a pro tip with this is to use a streak tracker of some kind if you need to draw X's on your wall, you know, that may damage the paint. So we've built in a streak tracker into your full focus planner if you use that. So it's, you, where can you find that? Do you remember where those are in the full focus planner, Courtney? It's on your goal detail page. I use it every Boom. week 
when I do my weekly preview, I'll go How back. How big does it feel, you Enneagram oh, I three? Love, I love checking some boxes. I don't, <laughs> I'm sure there's some people out there that are listening that are like, yes, on the checking boxes. Blake, you make fun of me because I actually draw little boxes in my planner to fill them in. You know, I started drawing boxes in my planner, too. See, I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. It feels good to check a box. I'll admit it. It does. It gives you a little endorphin kick. Is that yeah. the right Endorphin? Yeah, endorphins. Yeah. Uh, I always think about dolphins for some reason. I think it sounds similar. And, endorphins and are, are happy. happy. <laughs> <So there's> a- <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the next element that we need to talk about with habit goals is time keyed. Time keyed, the thing that builds in the urgency for your goals, right? That's exactly right. Um, and usually for an achievement goal, this is usually just a really clear deadline. You know, we got to do it by this date. Um, But without that, on a habit goal, we've got to kind of think of that a little differently. There are four time keys for a habit goal. And I'm telling you, it takes a little bit of extra thought. But once you process through these time keys and you write your habit goal down using them, it is amazing how simple and easy it is to get started on the goal because it provides a lot of clarity. So let me run through them with you. And Courtney, check my work here. Make sure I'm catching all of them. But first of all, you need to have a start date. When are you going to start doing the habit? Then you have a duration. In other words, how long am I going to be tracking this habit? You know, is it 60 days? Is it 72 weeks? <laughs> or 72 days? <laughs> if you want to be real you know, with your goal, <laughs> 72 weeks. That's pretty, is yeah, we'll need yeah. a few planners for that. Uh, so start date, habit duration is the second time key. Then there's the time trigger. Now, this is interesting because you actually want to think about when you're going to start, like what's going to be the trigger? Is it going to be when I wake up in the morning or when I do my workday shutdown? Some type of time trigger when you're going to engage in the habit. And then finally, the habit frequency, meaning how often am I going to be doing that? We talked about that in this last shift, right? Is it every day? Is it three times a week? Those are the four time keys for habit goals. Yeah, I think once you've processed through that, just like you said, Blake, it is going to make it crystal clear exactly what you need to do. And I know we've talked about willpower a lot, but framing this out like that, following those four time keys is really going to help you not be dependent on willpower, but actually these triggers that you've installed. So here's how this played out when I was planning my weekly date night. I wanted to start that habit with my wife. Remember I shared that earlier. So here's how it went using those four time keys. And let me see, Courtney. I'm going to say my habit, and then you you let me know if you can okay. pick up all the time. I'm grading. Keys. My goal was to reinstate a weekly date night Fridays after work, starting on August 2nd and continuing through the end of 2019. Well done. You know, it's funny that even we're joking about me grading your goal and how well you did. But I think a lot of times we hear from people that think they're doing their goals perfectly. And then you say them to someone else, and we're like, oh, that's great. It could just you know, if you change one or two things. So even if you've heard about this, again, as you're thinking about maybe a habit that you want to install for the next quarter, it's a great exercise to go through these and really think through, am I doing this the best way possible? Question for you, Blake, because I know sometimes people can beat themselves up if they don't, if they set a goal such as the one you set as far as frequency, like Mm -hmm. every week or every day I want to do this. So has there been times where you've actually missed a weekly date night you guys just couldn't couldn't get out absolutely and what do you do in those cases yeah i i really just uh 
cry and I, I get into a corner <laughs> and I think about my failures and I contemplate that. But once I've contemplated, no, I don't do that. One of the elements of the smarter framework is risky. Okay. And that applies to habit goals as well. And the advantage of making something risky is that you are saying, I'm going to really go beyond what I feel like maybe I'm comfortable with. So sometimes you fall short of that. But the idea is with a habit goal, I'm trying to change the culture of my marriage. I'm trying to change the culture or the lifestyle that we have. When you said I have a goal in, in a company context, I think it's the same thing. Or do we need to shift the culture? So you're really, you have this aim in mind or this aspiration in mind. So even if you fall short, you know, I could have set a less risky goal. Hey, let's do a date night every month. Well, then if I miss one, we're only doing 11, 10 dates a year. Well, now if I miss a, if I miss one of those nights, that's okay because we're actually on, we're in a process of shifting culture and that takes a little bit of practice. And if I fall short because I've made it risky, guess what? We got next week. Well, and I think that goes back to the compliance standard Mm. and really setting what that needs to be for your goal, thinking through that ahead of time. It also allows for, you know, like if you miss it one time that you haven't like failed at your goal and like you give up, you're like, oh, it's done. I've missed it. I might as well give up on the goal. That that is not going to get you anywhere Uh, because stuff happens. Life is busy and crazy and you know, sometimes you're late for podcast recording. It happens, okay? <laughs> and that's what I love about the weekly preview is it has that compliance line in there to say, hey, as far as this goal, this is how far I got this percentage of uh, the goal I was able to actually accomplish. And then it asks you, okay, well, what would you do differently or um, what would you do different or do better for the next time? So you can actually hit that a little bit. Yeah, actually. And Blake, you brought this up, doing habit goals in with a team or a company. A lot of times we don't think about habit goals in the context of our company or our teams, our team did a workday shutdown goal uh, for a quarter because we just saw that we kind of had had a really busy season and we wanted to recommit to doing a workday shutdown. We find like we find that it's really key for our self-care and, and really holding to what we believe in, which is winning at work and succeeding in life. It was a hard goal, y'all. It was risky. And we set a high percentage of times that we wanted to have a workday shutdown and we tracked it. And we didn't hit that goal. It really was risky. Even though we missed the goal, we were able to reinstall a habit that we had kind of fallen off of. And then the long term, it has been huge for our team and really changed the culture of how our team works together. That's good. Exactly. It becomes less about willpower. You know, if every day you're like, oh, I really got to try to sign off and oh, if it doesn't happen today and oh, it's I'm really tired and today's special. I've got a lot of work to do. Creating that habit and putting a goal around it for your team. It makes it less about willpower over time. Absolutely. Because it just becomes that's the idea. You're installing a habit, meaning it doesn't rely on your willpower. It's just part of the programming of your day. And there's grace if you miss it a few times. Absolutely. Mm, preach. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the uh, really high achievers out here listening need to hear that word of there is grace. Me too. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about me being late. All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so again, there are three elements of the smarter goal framework that you want to think about with a habit goal just a little bit differently. That's specific, measurable, and time keyed. Yep. Specific, you're going to move from an outcome focus to an activity focus. Measurable, you're thinking about frequency, not quantity. 
and time keys, you're you're not just thinking about a due date. You're thinking about those four specific time keys that we mentioned. And again, if you really process your goals and think about them through these lenses, you're going to crush those habit goals. It's not going to be about willpower. You've got it set up. You've done the hard work on the front end to make it where it's easy. It really is easy to do. Exactly. There's a long-term effect to installing a great habit. There's a long-term effect where people went, man, how do you have that much willpower? How do you have that much discipline? That'll, yeah. That's what people are going to be saying about you. You know, once you practice some of these habit goals, people will say that and you'll be like, oh, I don't, it's not even willpower. It's not even about that anymore for right. me. That's the power of habit goals. Okay, Verbs, what do you have for us next? Thanks again, Courtney. I just want to thank you one more time to all of our listeners who are leaving reviews and ratings on iTunes since our debut three months ago. Focus on this has consistently rated in the top 20 podcast for business management. So thank you for listening. Please share the love by dropping a link to the show in your favorite social channel with the hashtag focus on this podcast. And I actually have one review, one of the five star reviews that I wanted to read uh, from Lee I.O. And it says this. This podcast is informative and hilarious. I've been listening, gaining major knowledge. Then all of a sudden, there's a joke that makes me laugh uncontrollably. I love it. The hosts are very relatable. Best podcast next to lead to win because they help you change for the better while feeling at home with your favorite cousins. So thank you so much, Lee I.O. for that review. We are glad that you are loving the podcast. So now we have a caller and we're going to speak with Mr. Perzan Chetta. Hello, Per. This is Blake and Courtney with Focus on This. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing? Excellent. Where are you from? Where are you calling from today? I'm actually calling from Denmark. Oh. First international caller. Yeah. This I didn't realize deal. we were uh, an international podcast. You are. Wow. Very much. I feel very honored. You're very well listened in Denmark. Yeah, people are talking about us there, I assume, as such. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we meet at the coffee machine. Uh, you know, Blake, maybe we need to take a trip out there. Maybe we need to do a live podcast recording. Now we're talking. Yes. I'll let our CFO know to make room in the budget for a couple international first class tickets, and we will be there shortly. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, today we are actually talking about habit goals. And I'd be curious, are you working on a habit goal right now? Uh, yes, I actually have two of them. Oh, you know, a lot of times it's really natural. A lot of times we think about achievement goals. Those kind of come more naturally to us. You know, what is it for you that is important about installing habit goals? It is actually the, the possibility to, to track them and see improvements. Actually, I, I listened to one of your other podcasts regarding the domains. And I think, uh, as I see, the habit goals are the best way of actually improving them. Um so, so from my perspective, I'm using that for, for getting physical activity into my everyday, uh, which is really, really important. So, so I can actually set crosses in the monthly trackers uh, to see how far I've uh, improved and uh, how the different habit goals are actually getting everyday tasks and steps, so to speak. So, so for, more, for me, it's more like a, a, a habit goal is not a goal in itself is actually just a change of a life. Mm. So, so, uh, so the question is, I'm, I'm actually starting out to defining as a, as, as a, as a detailed goal, but I, I don't think I will, I will have them in, in the goal sections further and actually put it into the habit uh, pages later on. So, 
So that's 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 what I use the the habit goals for, just to start them up, and then actually afterwards put it into the daily habits. Right. So you're referencing for those that haven't seen these pages in the planner, or maybe you don't have a planner. Uh, Pers referencing those ritual pages, right? Yes, exactly. So- the, the like for instance, when I'm doing the uh, I'm doing cycling in the morning, so so I put that into the morning rituals. So so uh, I'm going from a from a quarterly goal to actually putting it into a daily ritual. So oh, that's yeah. what I've done. Yeah, I love that. So you're saying the last quarter you basically installed the habit, and now you've yes. moved it into your ritual. Um, after yes. you've accomplished installing the habit. That is, that's a yes. pro tip right there for everybody listening. Well, Per, is there a question that you had for us, something we could help you with? Yes, exactly. Uh, I had a question regarding uh, talking about goals. Um, I'm talking about the, the next steps. How do you actually update these lines? I was just using it in the, in the beginning of the, of the quarter saying these are the next steps. And you're not updating it afterwards, or is that actually a part of your weekly preview? Yeah, for me, that is exactly what I do. I do the next steps just out of the gate uh, when I write my goal detailed because a lot of times when we, you know, get our goal on paper, it can feel really daunting. You know, we're like, oh, actually, this seems really hard. And so those next steps for me, you know, just help me break down. Okay, what do I need to do? next but then as part of my weekly preview for me i'm thinking of what are the next steps that i need to do to move forward on this goal yeah just to zoom out for a second in the goal detail pages of the full focus planner per referencing there's this portion once you detail out your goal it meets the smarter framework and you've said hey is this a habit or achievement goal you've listed your motivations you're listing what are the practical next steps and as courtney said in the goal Goal detail pages, I just use that when I'm first writing it to make it as actionable and as simple as possible. And you want those next steps to be simple, you know, to you don't want to try to take too big of a bite out of the apple, so to speak. I would say listing specific next steps is important, especially when you feel like you are stuck or you're procrastinating. So if there's a goal and you realize, man, I don't know that I'm really making much progress on this, it tends to sort of slide into the margins because I'm kind of in the whirlwind of my work and all that. Mm. And, and we actually have it in our plans upcoming to record an episode where we go deep into this per, because this is an issue where it's this, the purpose of the next steps is to remove confusion, you know, to, to make something that's, we procrastinate usually because we're overwhelmed or we're not really clear. And so we just want to, take time, you know, and I think the weekly preview is a perfect time to go, okay, well, what are the very, you know, specific next steps, even right. if they're really small? Yeah. 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 Because I actually use that for, for being a week ahead. So, so to say, I have this whole list of tasks I need to do. And also I have the whole list of, of project tasks. So when I'm, I'm looking at doing the preview, I'm actually taking the, the, the major steps for the week next week I have and put it into the next steps for the, and, and the goals. And that way I'm actually forcing myself to look into the goal details because otherwise I'm not always too good to look into the goal details afterwards. Yeah, that's a great point. If, if the practice of looking back at your goals isn't part of your weekly preview, uh, you can kind of get, you know, out of touch with what you're actually trying to achieve. So it's really yes. important, like you said, to kind of make sure that you're looking back at your goals each week. I would even recommend per to look back at your motivations because those may change over the course of a quarter. Maybe not 
a huge amount, but they have for me in the past where I feel like, oh, maybe two months ago, this was a big motivation, but now, you know, if you find yourself putting stuff off or it's not really making it into your big three to, to do those really important stuff, sometimes it's because we lack clarity with the next steps. Other times it's because there's an emotional piece of we haven't really reconnected with the motivation side too. It's mm, good. So, so you're not putting them into stone. You're actually adapting them throughout the quarter. For some goals, they'll stay the same and it's just a matter of putting the visual. But mm-hmm. again, I would say I never want to just do activity like this just to do it. Really, if you're looking at your weekly preview and you're going, man, I really only, I, I didn't really come close to making progress on my goal. I would say it could be a clarity issue of listing specific next steps, but it could also be an emotional issue of, Am I really connected to the motivations? And, you know, did I really dig deep enough in the motivations section? So if that, you know, that'll just be a journal activity for me. I won't necessarily rewrite or cross out my whole goal detail because I, you know, I don't want someone to pick up my planner and then judge me because I've crossed out all my motivations. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we use the friction pins or I use a friction pin as you can. Oh, the erasable pen. Yeah. And that is, I mean, if you have an erasable pen that you use, you can totally use that goal detail page to change out your next um, steps or pencil. I actually do that. And actually have a a previous listener also called you. And I think he was from, from Brooklyn. Oh, Tony. Tony. There he is Listen, again. Tony is famous. Tony already has reviews. Yeah, he's the best. He, he he actually also said that he is going to, he's using different colors and I'm doing that too. So that's. Yeah. But that's the real, the real the... question is, have you thrown your planner off a truck yet? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what Tony told everyone uh, to do. So. You, you know, I, I have three kids and they are thrown through the room. So I, oh, okay. I I, I that works. That works. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Perth, thanks so yeah, much for yeah. making time uh, to talk yeah, with us today. Thank you for calling. Yeah, absolutely. And we wish you the best on your upcoming goals. Yes, I'm a great fan of your show. Fantastic work. Thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll be in Denmark soon. Very looking forward to that. Thank <laughs> you. Awesome. Take Bye. care. Have a good one. Wow, that's, I'm still pretty amazed that we had a caller from Denmark. Who do you think is more famous in Denmark, you and I or Brooklyn Tony? <laughs> That's a great question. We got to have Brooklyn Tony back on the show. ASAP. ASAP. Yesterday. Like, depending on when you're listening to this, it may be time to really think about installing a habit goal for next year. I think it was really key uh, what he said about changing the lifestyle. You know, it really does. It can give you a lot of long-term benefits that you won't get by doing an achievement goal. So it's a great question to ask yourself as you're thinking about your next set of goals. Yeah, one thing that Per highlighted that I think it's important to take away about habit goals is that they are building blocks in a lot of ways. He set a habit goal and now it's a part of his daily ritual. And that's the way it works. Don't think of a habit goal as something you've got to set. Well, I've got to keep the same goal every quarter. The idea is or that, for seventy-two weeks. Or for <laughs> yeah, but once it's installed, it becomes on autopilot, and that's your freedom from this. I don't have enough discipline shame game that we play. So, if you're wondering where to get started with a habit goal, my recommendation would just to be thinking about the domino effect. What potential if I set this goal? If I were able to install this habit. Where would it lead? You know, what what is going to be the next outcome? So for me, one of my habits that I installed was to do affirmations before I even get out of bed in the morning. I recorded them and I listened to them 
And when I do that, I don't have to worry about not looking at my phone. I don't have to worry about getting out of bed to exercise because it just puts me in that frame of mind. It's kind of that keystone habit that leads, has that domino effect. So that's where I would get started. Yeah. Well, thank you to everybody listening for joining us on this week's episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, verified internationally. (laughs) Exactly. That's so true. Okay. So next week, we're going to be talking about time. Time gets the best of me. Exactly. We are going to be talking about... (laughs) I will be singing through the entire episode. I know you've all been waiting for it. It's happening next week on this here podcast. Uh, But we're going to take a deep dive on the time keys that drive your goal. Until then, stay stay focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the classic, executive, and bold full focus planners to help you focus on your most important work. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash planner.